The mother put the porcelain spoon. The mother drew back and pulled the little girl back. But the mother did not hear the old voice. The mother. Experience the heartwarming story of a mother's love that knows no bounds, titled The Mother, written by Nobel Prize-winning author Pearl S. Buck. It's a story of love, sacrifice, and the universalism of motherhood that transcends race and borders, told through an account of an unnamed mother living in rural China in the early 20th century. Get the audiobook right now at radio.cgtn.com or any major podcast platform. Simply search for the Books and Beyond podcast and key in the mother. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable. I'm Lai Ming, joined by Niu Hongling and Yu Yu Shun in the studio. Coming up, professors on automation and other cutting-edge technologies have been tapped to work as vice principals of primary schools. What is in their job description? Is this a good use of their time? And what can they bring to students who may or may not be able to follow what they do? And the first Golden Pandas Awards kicks off in the southwestern Chinese city of Chengdu this week. It's an occasion to show top-notch films, TV programs, documentaries, and animations by participants from around the world. In our special series, we introduce some great content featured at this year's event. Now, around table, let's look at the move to name university professors as vice principals of primary schools. And、uh, where does this happen? And、uh, what are these professors doing? Well, actually, several schools in Hefei, China, including Hefei Shushan District Zhenxing Primary School, have appointed vice principals for science education to promote the science education for their students.、Uh, these several renowned scientists and educators, including these professors from University of Science Technology of China, researcher from Hefei Institute of Physical Science, they were appointed at the first batch of the vice principals. Like Lai Ming said, the reason. They were appointed as vice principals is for these top-notch scientists who acquire state-of-the-art technology and science knowledge to have a way, a direct way, to interact with. A lovely little kids, primary school students, to open a window for them to understand how the、uh, science world is working right now. What are the latest development? How can they understand the latest development of science technology in a easy to understand yet very full of potential kind of way?、Mm. So, what are these professors? What do they study? And、uh, automation, I think I mentioned that earlier. Uh, study into artificial intelligence, perhaps maybe bioengineering. I'm not sure. Rocket science, wh- even. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just guessing. I mean, what what is it that they have that they can tell primary school students and、uh, about? I mean, Yushun, do you remember you being in primary school? I mean, what is it? What was on your mind? Well, Yushun is young. He remembers. <laughs> yeah, of course I remember. <laughs> But、um, the thing is, of course, we have that kind of a, a subject called science,、mm. and、um, I think what is different is that back then we will just have some little experiments in the classroom, like、mm. you know, seeing the telescope or something like that. Or volcano. Uh, yeah, yeah beautiful volcano.、Like、<laughs> yes. Um, and um, like see. The you know the the micro detail of an onion skin. Oh yeah, we did <laughs>、right? that too. <laughs> right. So、oh, you're both young. <laughs> 
that means that we can do these kind of little experiments in the classroom. But what is different with these professors or with these scientists joined primary school and、um, middle school to be the vice principal is that they can actually bring their own. Like more direct and more instant information to the students because they are more likely a kind of frontliners in this area, and、um, they can give students not only from the the information not only from the book but also from actual practices like from actual experiments or even his projects. Right. So I think that is quite different, and that is what they can do because they have that kind of resources and ideas to some extent compensate for. The shortcomings in current primary and secondary school science education because we can only stay in the classroom.、Mm. Mm. And also, it's not only about the professors. It's actually agreements signed between schools, scientific institutions, science-related organizations to facilitate the science education. And these agreements focus on topics such as artificial intelligence, like Liming mentioned, and quantum technology, aerospace,、oh, wow. new energy, even chips designing. And when I say chip, I I mean the chip in the telephone, not potato, not, chips. not potato chips, and new materials. And they have to; these professors would have to conduct training sessions for science teachers and also parents. And they also have to give lectures、uh, with topics cover all the ones that we mentioned, including um, uh, in. Artificial intelligence and different kinds of subjects, so、mm. it's really quite state of the art. But I was wondering, what whether kids would be able to understand、right. so cutting edge ideas? These are all for age under fourteen. Yes. Yeah, I was wondering about the same question as well. I could totally see a high school student getting really excited and and、uh, passionate about some of those、uh, demonstrations being、uh, offered them. Maybe a, a trip to the laboratory.、Uh, Uh, helmed by one of those professors, and、uh, that will keep them entertained, and also give give them the idea or inspiration as to what they want to do upon graduation from high school and what kind of major they would like to pursue in college. But I'm not sure about you know little kids who have just only begun to learn to read and write. And uh, uh, I know、um, uh, Zuckerberg gave、uh, her. His newborn、uh, child, a book about quantum physics. I mean,、uh, but uh, uh, I think it's a.、Uh, I know I. I just can't begin to understand how little kids will be able to follow in the footsteps of these、uh, very very、um, top scientists. Because、uh, I'm not sure about you guys. I mean, I have uh, for one uh, personally attended certain lectures and、uh, training sessions. About various topics, and、uh, some of the、uh, lectures and、uh, training sessions, I, I I regret to say, I I find it hard to follow. Really, a lot of the professors or、uh, academic researchers would tell you something that they believe you would want to know, but、um, you, as、uh, a somebody who's there to listen, if you don't have the You know the background, background information, the basis to, yeah, and jargons and terms. Jargons, then、yeah. uh, it might be very difficult to, to follow, and then you get to really get something out of it. To that- be honest, I think it's a good idea to have someone who knows the. All the details, the ins and outs about a certain subject, to give you a general, basic 
introduction to it. It's much, in my opinion, much better than having just a, for example, science teacher for a primary school to introduce all that knowledge. But I do agree with you, Lai Ming, that the professor would need to have the art of not only he he has to he or she would have to have not only the knowledge but the art of communication、mm. to actually conveying the idea to explain things clear to the primary school and secondary school students. But I have to say there is one important background that is the Ministry of Education and eighteen other government departments jointly issued the decisions on strengthening science education in primary and secondary schools, and the document aims to adapt to technological developments and industrial changes. Enhance top-level design in terms of curriculum, teaching materials, laboratory instruction, teaching training, practical activities, and facilities of primary school and secondary school students. Which I believe is one of the reasons these primary school and secondary schools started to have the idea of hiring a top-notch professor and scientist to be their principal,、mm, vice principal.、Sure. Yeah, and you shouldn't. I mentioned. I remember you saying something about a、uh, uh, but. What is it that you wanted to share with us? Right,、uh, that is also something I would concern when we are hiring these scientists because, of course, they are like merits in their area, right? In science world, they are pre- prestigious、uh, scientists. But does that equal to they are good teachers? Even though, you know, they have been engaging in,、um, they probably been engaging in like teaching sectors, but actually teaching kids. Or teaching, you know, primary school students, and teaching adults are are two different subjects. I would say.、Um, so I think that could also possibly be the challenging part for these scientists, as in how can they transform their professional knowledge into the information that primary and middle school students could understand. But of course, with、uh, what New Holy was said. Was saying that these kind of schools will also have training or something else about this project. I think they can nail it. And、um, another point is that the purpose of this education, this science education, is to enable students to acquire more, you know, scientific knowledge while guiding them to understand、um, the world scientifically. I think so. It's more likely to give them a hint or give them a guideline or ignite their. Um, curiosity to foster a scientific way of thinking, so that they can it, it allows them to you know basically use their knowledge to acquire or to apply into their real life, no matter it's for their daily use or their further study.、Mm-hmm. That is a really good point, and I I did a little bit time traveling. Uh, here in the studio, back to my primary school and secondary school, and I realized when I was a little girl, the study、uh, journey was that you learn something and then you turn it over and you learn something new. It's、mm-hmm. like in the very beginning, you learn that you can only use a bigger number to minus a small number, and then you found out it was not true. You turn that over and you learn something new. What if that? Well, that is definitely one approach for little kids to learn because you need the simple concept. At the very beginning, but maybe for some exceptional kids, they do not need that process. You just give them the right knowledge right there, and they can build up their system of understanding the world in a relatively more correct way. Right, right. In fact, <laughs> in fact, kids are in a better position to absorb whatever is imparted、right. on them. I, I mean, I, I, we did a little、uh, second guessing at the beginning. I mean, that's enough is enough.、Uh, I remember、uh, in the reports about. 
this new campaign or this new initiative, uh, some of the teachers, professor, professors from top universities, they were saying, oh, they had a much easier time and talking to uh, children in primary school than they had with adults in the sense that uh, the children were always curious. They were always ready to receive whatever they would like to share with them as such. Um, uh, they find it much easier. And the only thing is they have to find uh, the right approach and the right attitude to go about it. I mean, some parents or even some teachers uh, go about uh, inspiring the, the children uh, from uh, rather, in fact, negative ways, trying to discourage them. Whereas these, uh, these, these professors, they, they see the value in, in children's curiosity and try to fester them, tries to foster them. And really, um, I think they might have more success than, than we imagine. And perhaps we are the people who need some inspiration and, 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 uh, and, 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 you know. and actually, nowadays, kids are really, really smart. <laughs> I read about this five-year-old kid. Apparently, uh, this person is sharing his teaching or parenting experience. And he said that I, I would answer the questions of my five-year-old kid frankly and blunt, blankly and just directly. And I'll give him the information and one day he got a little tear on his lip and he oh. was mumbling well just a little one with a little bleeding and he was mumbling ah this red the blood of the redness of my blood is so bright it must be from the artery mm-hmm. and also uh, this person tried to ask the kid how which weighs more a one kilogram amount of wool or a one kilogram amount of iron and the kid talked to him in a little bit, like trying to comfort him. Dad, they weigh Seriously? the same. <laughs> they weigh the same. The reason that you feel like the iron is a bit heavier is because the iron is a little too sharp for the air to hold it. And the wool is much more chubby and bigger. And so the air would hold it. So you feel like it's lighter. I mean, this is a really smart kid. And mm. it made me realize as long as you explain to your kid to... This is only a five-year-old. If you're explaining things to primary school or secondary school kids, they would be able to grasp the idea. They would be able to understand. Mm -hmm. What kids are learning today are totally different from back then. You know, they're not longer the kids who will know only know playing the mud or step in the you know these things. This from a young member of the team. (laughs) But they are actually learning something. Which is so, um, I think, state of the art. And um, we have to say, it's not only about the kids. It's also about, I think, the development of these things. Because um, these scientists are making this knowledge so down to earth. So that these kids can understand. For example, I know that a lot of kids are learning coding by using just tablets Mm. or iPads. They can write. Yeah, you were a father. You probably even engaging these. We haven't started yet. (laughs) Thinking about it. Right. It's and I, I actually saw the kind of homepage of this app. It's very cute and it has a lot of um, colorful images in it, but it is actually coding. So I think it is trying to make kids understand a bigger world with these kind of professional knowledge, 
but in an easier way. Yushun got a really good point. The methodology of teaching evolved through the years. Back then, we were taught certain knowledge. We even sometimes would give the chance, given the chance to do a little experiment, like Yushun mentioned in the earlier、uh, stage of the discussion. We would do some made-to-believe volcanoes or such things. But、mm-hmm. nowadays, kids would be given a certain topic. They're asked to do research online. They're asked to come up with their own、um, hypothesis and. Ideas, and they have to present it in a way that all the class would be able to appreciate, and that is almost how we do things in. In universities, and nowadays, kids in primary school and secondary school are doing it, and they are being able to cultivate their way of thinking, their way of doing research when it comes to scientific topics. And it's not definitely not just about the knowledge. And I think the, these principals, these professors, would give them a hand in regard to this as well.、Mm-hmm. And this story takes place in central China's Anhui province. It's central. It's not exactly coastal. It's very Very close to the eastern coastal region, it's、uh, is relatively developed compar- comparatively speaking,、um, and so it's a good example to show what、uh, each parts of what each part of the country can do to、uh, push ahead、uh, science education.、Uh, of course, in in the more developed coastal regions,、uh, something like that has been going on. I think in Beijing, Shanghai,、uh, it's much easier to have. Uh, projects like this, even perhaps not、uh, on a, on an official level, but I think、uh, on a in an un, on an unofficial level, I, things like this take place uh, almost uh, uh, regularly. But then the question is,、um, what about the people and the students in、um, developing regions or underdeveloped regions? I mean, just last week we talked about、um, the education ministry's efforts to get retired teachers to go back to the classroom, and hopefully、uh, fund and help、uh, the development of education in rural and less developed regions.、Uh, as for science education, what can we do in this? And I mean, I for one come from a rural part of the country, and I don't remember being really excited about science education. The only、um, teacher I had, like I think I mentioned on the show last last week,、uh, was uh, uh, an old man nearing his retirement age,、mm-hmm. and as such,、uh, I don't think he did a good job in getting me excited and passionate about science or nature. Well, one thing for sure is that we're changing our way of teaching about science. Even kids in remote areas nowadays, most of them, or many of them, have access to the internet, so they can do the research we mentioned earlier. That's their way of learning. And also, one thing these professors and scientists can do is to not only teach the kids in the primary school, but also design certain curriculum to be promoted to other areas, other schools as well. So. That, in my opinion, could also help.、Mm-hmm. Are there any other ways that we can make n- nature or science education more conducive, easier to understand, even for, let's say, very young primary school students? 
Well, there are a lot of cartoons that I personally enjoy so much that I mm-hmm. believe could be good to kids as well. One、mm-hmm. I would recommend is called Working Cells, a really good biology lessons, and also kids can go to different kind of、um, travel like study trips. And nowadays, a lot of science and technology museums are open to kids, and they are holding different kinds of activities for kids. So these are also other ways for primary and secondary. School kids to cultivate their scientific way of thinking, and also I think infrastructure is very important for the schools because the I think the easiest way for teachers to teach kids is to get materials around them, so that I think probably a field trip. Um, outside of the bu- teaching building is, a, I think, a good way for kids to actually experience what is scientific knowledge actually happening around them. So I think that is also, you know, one of the ways that scientists, especially these professional scientists, can be、um, using the materials that it that is actually surrounding them、mm. to teach kids in a funnier way. You're listening to Roundtable. Up next, our recommendations for content featured at the first Golden Panda Awards.